Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 97 of the Purple Hyacinth podcast on The Story Tinker called Face a Face. And today we are with Meg and Flu. Hello, good evening. Hello. And we have an exciting episode for you today, only to get more exciting because we are in a super suspenseful arc and um, just hold tight. <laughs> and for those of you that follow um, the creators on Instagram, they've been reposting this chart to their stories with the action graph or like, you know, um, when things are going to go escalate and um, it's slowly building up towards 100, but they have not seen, let us seem past that point. So a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, I'm assuming 100 is going to be the last episode before a mid-season break. So that's why they don't even bother like showing anything afterwards. But yeah, I'm positive 100 will be excruciating and then we'll have to like live with it for a matter of weeks. <laughs> well, the hiatus, The hiatus right now is only about two weeks, but I'm hoping Soph takes a longer hiatus because she has been working nonstop. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we should note that the music for this episode was added literally a couple of hours before the episode. We saw Soph post on Instagram. She's like, hmm, you know, how about putting music on this episode? Seven hours before lunch. So the music here was done last minute. So that's amazing. The crunch is real. Mm-hmm. So Meg, do you want to start us off? Yes, it's episode 97 where we last left our heroes. Um, we've still got that that um, that panel with Kim looking at Lauren with the red light. And, and out of nowhere, we see a hand come out and grab Kim's shoulder and pull her back. And it's Will pulling her away from, uh, you know, the, uh, Kieran and Lauren, which is Loon. And he brings her to the floor and he whips out his gun and... He tells them freeze and Karen and Lauren stop in the hallway. They freeze in the hallway with their backs turned and Will goes, you're loon, aren't you? Okay. Will is being all like protective of his girl. I'm just saying he doesn't know it, but he is. And it is so cute and we love it. (sighs) He sees her in danger and he goes to rescue her. He probably yeah, would do the same for anybody, but whatever. Let's just pretend this is our simple moment. He is very intense this episode. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And when he when he goes, like grabs his gun and says freeze. Ooh, that is mm. you know what yeah. I mean. Is He's... this the first time we've ever seen Will pull a gun? No, we, we saw him pull a gun, I know, at least in episode um 25, and he might have pulled a gun out in the prologue. Okay. Was he in? Yeah, I know who was in the prologue. I don't remember if he was in that scene there, but um, okay. I know Harvey was there. He came in at the end. Okay, never mind. Okay, I couldn't remember. My memory wasn't serving me. 
it's very nice to see Will be decisive and proactive like this because usually we see him being a softy, a sweetie, you know, like we know he's tough on paperwork um, and he's probably very organized and dis self-disciplined, but we haven't seen him be um, aggressive and that, you know, it's not really his character. Like we know he's a really sweet guy. So, but he also is very um, much somebody who gets what has to be done, done. And he's very responsible. And it's mm -hmm. so nice to see him step up to the plate and take action. Um, it's good to see, you know, that we, we admire people who can be leaders in times of difficulty and in times of um, what probably is, you know, very like anxiety inducing. I mean, this whole mm -hmm. situation, this factory, they don't know anything. They don't know Loon. They don't know whether to trust Loon. It could be a setup. But Will is being very firm and proactive, and I like that. How lucky yeah. did they get to run into Loon first and not anybody else? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, I think Will is acting really aggressive towards Loon, at least, or compared to Kim, because, of course, Kim had that moment where she was with Lauren and she she thought she might have seen Lauren, which is which has shaken her in this scene. But Will is the one who like grabbed her shoulder and like slammed the two of them onto the ground as he grabbed the gun to point at them. And that's like, oh wow. <laughs> and he doesn't even think they're Phantom Scythe. He thinks they're Loon. And these are the people who have been working to save the city. That's kind of like very telling on the two's added like between Kim and Will their attitude on Loon yeah but I I mean I totally I see that definitely Will is more suspicious than than Kim because Kim is more willing to be I think morally flexible like we've mentioned but I also think that I mean Will is dealing with a lot of unknowns here and who I mean he doesn't trust Loon and yeah this has a lot to do with his personality and like the not liking the breaking the rules thing but also like yeah what we said before unknown place unknown intentions maybe it's a setup maybe it's someone pretending to be Loon using Loon's name to lower the APD into a factory like who knows what he's dealing with so I understand his precaution yeah but also yeah I mean like I suspect he'd be like this and it's just like interesting to note but I think also uh, Will should be at this point suspicious of Lauren being Loon. So I think it's also just interesting he would pull a gun out on them if he yes. thinks Lauren is in Loon. Maybe this shows us how skeptical he was and how he doesn't really believe that. But or yeah. maybe he does, and this is just his kind of almost maybe hurt. Like deep down, he's like, maybe it's true, and he's kind of reacting almost. I thought he would react angrily personally. So maybe this is some oh, yeah. of that aggression or that pain coming out. He's like, if she is right, if this is my, you know, one of my closest friends that I'm pointing a gun at, what does that say about our relationship? Yeah, we'll definitely take Lauren being in Loon way much worse or, or, way, or like so much more worse than um, Kim. So yeah, pain. that's right. I can think, that's why I can see Kim having to like knock out will at some point not I even want to knock out will <laughs> not yet because you know end of the episode but i can see her having to like stall him in some form <laughs> or like some confrontation between the two of them i think kim wants to talk and will wants to react 
Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, hopefully, I'm hoping we'll see that in future chapters because um, as we see it gets down to the end here, how they're going to come together. At least that's what I'm hoping for on the run of it. But anyway, continuing with where we left off, Will still got that gun pointed and he says, we've come here alone for now. And Kim wait, goes- wait, we have that classic, that scene of them holding their hands up. I was shocked because I was expecting like, well, I wasn't expecting them to run away. Honestly, what I really was expecting was like this verbal verbal confrontation yeah. with the recognition, but that didn't happen. So I thought like, okay, they would just continue running. They would do some karate moves. They would like do these flips. I'm like, what? They're just like holding their hands up. The famous loon, Purple Hyacinth and Lawrence Sinclair just getting up that easily. I was so shocked. <laughs> With the, well, at this point, the um, they know that APD doesn't know about the nitroglycerin. So they would not want to risk any accidental shots going off and everybody going kaboom. <laughs> yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. But it was still startling to see them. <laughs> they also... No, they also want to sort of de-escalate the situation right now and running mm-hmm. away wouldn't do that, especially if they lose um, Will and Kim in the process, because like, again, Meg said, they want the APD to find the nitroglycerin. So they're going to need Will and Kim to follow them. Not to mention they're in a factory full of Phantom Scythe members and um, mm-hmm. probably need to keep it as quiet as possible. So talking might not be a smart option. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they've got their hands up and Kim asks, why did you call for us? And I think, I think the reason that maybe Will says we've come here alone for now is to tell them, hey, if you're Lauren, we're the only ones here now. You can, this is your moment to open up before the whole APD comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good point. Well, Loon didn't call for anyone specifically they just requested apd help and what's interesting is that i'm pretty sure that the glass factory is by the docks and the docks are in the 13th precinct so now i'm like why did will and kim come from like the 11th precinct it doesn't make sense it'd be fun if it was random apd people (laughs) no but like you might as you might you should have at least like had them patrolling maybe like they were helping out the 13th in some form but no it seems like they were still in the 11th when loon called for help when it would have made so much more sense to call from the like 13th first or 12th precinct because they're like all closer i don't think so and f were were relying on their readers to have such big brains <laughs> sorry well, just remembering the map they gave us yeah It'd be funny if, like, a completely different storyline if two completely different cops show up. (laughs) No emotional conflict there. Um, But anyway, uh, they got their hands up and they pause. And then all of a sudden, Lauren and Karen, they dart. It's whoosh. Wait, I noticed when I read this the second time around, do you notice that there's a shot of their feet and Lauren's go with her feet? And then they run. I think that was their signal to Karen to run yeah they probably i wouldn't be surprised if they figured out some like just subtle movements as signals to each other before this because they there were some days in between this and 93 and now that i think about it kieran's bruises are basically forgotten at this point like uh like it was it was prominent I mean, it was prominent in, like, 
94 but because he was doing like physical work there but mm-hmm. it's now 97 and I don't think I've seen any mention of his bruises since 94. I am wondering though if it'll come up later like if the a major dramatic moment will occur around Kieran like suddenly collapsing or something and like the choice do we leave him behind do we save him Mindy. <laughs> sorry we have to have that Karen Kieran out of danger moment we have to. you are so ready for the dramatics yes I am <laughs> me I'm just like well they know each other's body cues because they're they're soulmates and you know <laughs> well then hey I'm not moving but you know you're not changing my mind I know I'm not <laughs> No, it's okay. I know where you're coming from, but let me have my moment. It's fine. You. <laughs> but anyway, they're they're in the hallway and whoosh, they're out. Um, Kieran is. I wonder. Super, why didn't Superman. they just be like, make a hand movement, like follow us rather than run away? Because uh, I mean, a little dangerous. Yeah. Well, I think I think they knew that the police would chase them, anyways. Yeah, but I think I think if they would have signaled, it would have been a little more. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, then that then again, it's Kieran. He has no brain cells. Do you think? <laughs> like the two of them, like between them, do you think they would actually like be smart enough to figure out that? Oh, hey, we should probably figure out some hand signals that yeah. aren't for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think they figured out signals for themselves based on all their interrogations. I legit do not think they ever sat down to signal for each other. Really, exactly. <laughs> literally Um, (laughs) following that thought if it was maybe officers that they didn't recognize maybe they would feel comfortable standing in the shadows and like just saying the words but it is will and kim so maybe that changed things i don't see right (laughs) um but anyway kim and will give chase and Man, Kim's face when she ran down the hallway, she got she she runs past Will now and she's in front. They go down the hallway, they go down the stairs, and Will uh Kim goes to round a corner and Will straight up grabs the woman by the collar, <laughs> almost choking her, pulling her back, and does the old press against the wall, hand uh, you know, hold her back trope to keep simp the, moment, simp moment. <laughs> yep ship moment we got it that's a that's a board for the ship protecting her again for the second time (laughs) i'm waiting for kim to save will at this point which is ironic because i'm also expecting her to like stop him in some way like that could get physical so yeah it may be a contrary And there is a phantom safe member down the hall with a flashlight and he's just walking past and all of a sudden they hear a whack and the flashlight falls to the floor and just glints and um, Will pans back to Will and Kim and they're just like, hmm? And the the flashlight rolls and they see the light come into the hall and they they do their little one eye, you know, looking at each other. Another simp moment. (laughs) And they peer around the corner and they see the body being dragged down the dimly lit hallway <laughs> hilarious it's just so funny this guy has like it's just his profile is hilarious 
Mother of food, I think, if, I think it's your turn to take over. Yes. Oh my God. Imagine being um, Kim and Will in this scene and just getting someone like knocked out and you don't know if they're alive or not because yeah uh, as we'll see in just a minute they end up checking the dude's pulse and like imagine being kim and being like oh my god did lauren kill someone like for real or can you imagine the scene without the music and just the sound effects where you're like there and then you hear the whap and then the clump sound of the floor and then that old uh comedic like sliding noise like the as they're dragging the body across the floor. This is just like what life is like for Soleil every single day, all the time. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. Like, I, I think you broke up and I only with... heard half of it. Oh. I was going to say that like, this is what um, life is like for Soleil like all the, all the time, every day. <laughs> this is what they have to deal with yeah i have to say i was expecting only tension in this episode but we got both tension and humor so <laughs> thank you so um they note it will notices when dragging the body and hiding it um and so they run over down the hallway and approach the body will says check his pulse him says on it and she says he's just unconscious and she's um kneels down and says what the hell um oh and the guard has a bucket over his head i can and... think of no reason for him to have a bucket yeah well, i don't i don't know what the po- point of the bucket is why not it's purely our entertainment yeah why yeah. not <laughs> so, yeah, probably kieran we can all agree it was kieran purely for dramatics Oh my god. That poor guard just trying to do his job and then some overconfident assassin comes in and just knocks slams him out a bu- and slams a bucket, bucket on his head. Like, the fashion atrocity. Like, Kieran of all people should know how embarrassing it would be to be caught dead wearing a bucket. Literally. That's why he's doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Kim notices that it seems like Loon is using the guard to point us towards that door because um, one of the guard's fingers is pointing towards the door. And Kim says, they probably want us to follow them. And Will says, and end up in buckets. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kim says, this guard is armed. Do you think everything here is connect- connected to the Phantom Scythe somehow? Loon wouldn't risk exposing their voice to the police if there was not immediate danger. Based on the fact he's armed, we should be ready to assume everyone here may be armed as well. Um, oh, and this is Will speaking now, like based, starting at base. But we don't have enough information to know for sure right now. We'll definitely have to stay on the lookout. Look, I know you suspect Lauren, and you might be right. But right now, we only have circumstantial speculations. Don't let it affect your judgment as a cop. It might get yourself killed. Yeah, I think, Kim, I mean, Kim is, Kim, both Kim and Will are being pretty clever here. <clears throat> you know, um, Kim with realizing that Luton wouldn't 
take the risk unless it was necessary. And Will deducing that everybody here is probably armed. So I'm proud of both of them. Mm -hmm. But then also the thought of that he's afraid that Kim is going to lax up because she believes this person to be Lauren. And what if she's wrong? And he's right. She could get herself killed if she's wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Kim's expression in that panel, like where, um, where Will says, it might get yourself killed. Oh. <laughs> but now I just, I'm just thinking right now, what if Dana did something similar to this and she ended up dead? yeah that would make sense because she was a cop and she reacted you know kim freaked out when harvey was killed because it was a fellow cop so mm -hmm. oh yeah and if she's anything like kim and um, she was very bold hey that adds a new layer of pain to my chest so thank you for that <laughs> but yeah this interaction really tells us that um Will is trying to stay as professional as possible. He is still taking like, you know, what they taught him in police school, what to do. Um, he is doing it by the book. Whereas, yeah. um, whereas Kim is a bit more flexible in how she approaches issues. Uh, she's mainly been following Will, but she herself hasn't really acted um, in any way aggressively towards Loon up to this point. And it's probably because she does think, she probably believes in what Loon is doing, and also because she thinks that Loon is Lauren. Yep. And so, uh, continuing on, Kim flashes back to the moment where she was pinned against the wall, and she thinks it was too dark, and the red light didn't help distinguish the colors. <laughs> and she's looking at the panel of Lauren's eyes, so she's thinking about those golden pensive eyes. Then Kim um, comes back to the present and she says to Will, you're right. Here, I, I thought for sure that Kim had recognized Lauren, <laughs> but here we see mm -hmm. she apparently wasn't sure, but she definitely suspects. Mm -hmm. I really hope she finds out by episode 10. I don't want it. I don't want this to drag on for another 50 episodes. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they don't do that to us. I don't think they're going to do that to us. Given yeah. the way that episode ends, I don't see how that's possible. Honestly. Yeah. Oh my god. If I have to endure fifty episodes of Kim wondering if Lauren is Loon, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it's going to be so stressful. But yeah. So Kim takes the bucket off the dude's head and um, pulls his gun. I don't remember. Did they lose their guns at some point? Maybe she just wants to have more guns. And take away I don't think guns. so. I think they're just disarming the guard. Okay. Because I know Will's been using that Phantom Scythe one too. That Phantom Scythe gun. So they enter, or they go through the door and enter a staircase. Um, yeah. And they're looking down through the crevice of the staircase or like you know but like or not cars but like you know that area in between the stairs where you can look like directly down it's very thin and kim and will at the same time they both say the last floor yeah and i noticed i didn't also didn't notice it the first time but there's a blinking light so lauren and kieran must be blinking a light for them to signal them mm -hmm. 
And so we got this panel of Morning Kim going down. They, they're holding their guns um, in a very police-like manner. So they are ready to shoot if needed. And they creep up to what, yeah, what's another door? And you can see some crates through the window of that door. Oh, I wonder what that can be. And um, we got uh, we got a panel of Will looking in through the door. It's kind of hard to see him there, but he is there and the door has chains on it. <laughs> so they open the door, I think. And they find a flashlight shining on a green box, which we presume has been, you know, left for them by Loon. So um, Will and Kim look to each other and they approach the green box. I don't remember when we switch. Yeah, around here. Yeah, their look, when they look at each other, it's also adorable. This is like the second time they're doing that like side glance. It's really cute. <laughs> So now um, Will is reading the letter while Kim is looking at the bottle and she says, my bottle. <laughs> She's acting very Kim-like. Wine bottles without labels? How classy. And she just keeps keeps talking. Do you think they led us here to get drunk with them? Seems a little melodramatic, but I've been on worse dates. Weird coloring though. It's just going on and on while Will is reading the letter. And then he's like, wait, don't touch it. This is all nitroglycerin. And then their eyes are like, <clears throat> opening up wide. So where like, did Karen and Lauren get the time to write a letter. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. And did they even have a pencil on them? Did they have to like steal? Where's the them? office supplies? Like, did they just <laughs> yeah. get that from the you know Phantom Scythe archive room? It's like, Ooh, yeah, maybe they just like took some paper <laughs> from there, or maybe it's a receipt from a shipment. Oh, that's true. Maybe like maybe they- Lauren like stole some from the Phantom Scythe archive room, and she was like, "Here, Karen, I got you a gift." And just you know, Phantom Scythe archives. <laughs> Or, or imagine like reading it. Um, Dear APD, this is nitroglycerin. XOXO Loon. <laughs> I would say, like, imagine if it was like written in like text speak. So, like, with a bunch of, um, oh my God, I don't remember what they're called, but you know, like, LOL. Yeah. I L Y. Like, if they just like wrote it in that, but. I don't think they did because Will was able to read it. (laughs) P.S. Herman, we love you. (laughs) Not would be would not be written there. Anyway, so Kim um, expositorily says nitroglycerin as one of the most powerful explosives ever made. Oh my God, Kim! Like, thank you for telling us, as if we didn't realize from spending half the season looking for this one place. (laughs) Like being introduced in the first ten episodes on what this thing would do to an entire city. (laughs) Or you're just that ignorant. The APD, like a a drunk, just blew up a whole alley a couple nights ago, and no one knew anything. That's weird, by the way. That like he managed to like yeah blow up and we didn't hear about it i think it's because you know there was a dude who was chasing after him right i think that person covered it up maybe i don't i don't know if i was chasing him but i think maybe the, like he heard some noises i think at the impression well, they actually knew about his existence there was someone who was telling him to stop hmm. okay. i'll have to look again i don't remember 
Or like at least get away or something. Okay. So Will says exactly that. And um <clears throat> he thinks he thinks himself um there were also green crates where we entered. And then he goes on the on the radio immediately and says, This is Lieutenant Hawks reporting verified explosives in green crates in the Lloyd Glass factory, around 20 to 30 armed guards on premises, which I don't know how we got that number since I don't think we saw them, but okay. Large quantities of nitroglycerin held in the basement and the loading dock from what we've seen. And, um, you know, he kind of like looks to Kim, Kim to confirm and she nods, which is nice, right? He is, they're working together. And he says, I repeat, large quantities of nitroglycerin stored in green crates and in the basement and loading dock of the Lloyd Glass factory. Around 20 to 30 armed guards requesting immediate backup and the perimeter around the entire block call the bomb squad. And now we have Captain Herman here. Message received, backup will arrive any minute. Please stand by and report any developments in the factory. So, and then, and then Will has a line, thank God the radio is working now, weather must have calmed down. I don't know about y'all, this is sus to me. Weather, March, Herman, Arr. What do you think? <laughs> if Herman, if Herman turns on them right now, I will beat him because <laughs> I have spent a good portion of the last few months since like, I don't know, January, trying to defend this man and so if he turns his back on them right now i will throttle him yes i am on that boat because i too have defended herman against the thors the thors the thongs okay. <laughs> throngs <laughs> throngs <laughs> the throngs. Oh the throngs. i wouldn't say hordes and throngs <laughs> The throngs of people waiting who are bashing Herman. I always said he's just lawful, <laughs> neutral, or lawful good. He's just too <laughs> He's a horrible boss to people, but at least he gets the job done <laughs> and he was right to demote Lauren. Okay. Forget <laughs> the forget the um Kieran betraying Lauren. This is Herman betraying Foot and Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> this also could be alternatively. <laughs> The, I can't say this too often. The Herman and Thongs theory, but never mind. No. <laughs> I just, I'm not explaining the visual that popped into my head when you said that. Oh my god. <laughs> if you oh. all thought that the that the Kierman, Kierman visuals were were cursed, this is where. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna cry. I did not sign up for this. I signed up for a <laughs> podcast, not a cursed Herman image. <laughs> Um, we did discuss that a little last night, Mindy, uh, whenever we were talking about it. The only thing is, I was thinking that's kind of that wouldn't make sense for, you know, if that's, if Herman would be lying that he got the message or something like that. Like, Randall knows that they're there. Like, a lot of people know where they're at. They've, they're all on the same, you know, radio chain, I think. They, they can all hear the messages, so it wouldn't really make sense, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that, like, the part about the weather and March checking it was literally just the weather and March mm-hmm. checking it. But <laughs> I don't know. I, the truth is, what Maggie said like last time is so true that we're so paranoid at this point. We cannot distinguish like real theories or like you know real grounds for suspicion between normal behavior. So yeah, we're we're too far gone. <laughs> I mean that is true, right? Because in episode what wait 95 yeah 95 I think that's when they phone the EPD and it's a very it's very um 
stressful because we know that the APD is having some communication problems. And Mm -hmm. so we're like, oh no, will the message get through? But then, you know, and some parts are missing from their, um, when they call the APD. But then what's weird is how at the beginning of 96, it's already solved. March already knows where they are. So like, Mm -hmm. what was the point really? If it was going to be solved in an instant like that, like we didn't even see them work to get that address at all march just already had it for some reason great point that that lends a lot of credibility to the suchness theory that is a great point nice okay i'm back on the sus train they're all sus <laughs> i swear to god if march is phantom scythe which i can totally see him being phantom scythe i will probably cry i, I will quit no, i will no. I, I won't be able to deal i in march I love March. March is my baby. March and Dokken, like Phantom Scythe dads. Dokken already I can see because Dokken has a history and Dokken has motivation. You know, mm, Dokken mm-hmm. has, we have good cause to suspect him, but Marchy baby. Mm. Okay, I cannot call to call Marchy baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's too old to be calling him that. <laughs> okay, scratch that. Yes. I'm getting- mm. I think I don't want Herman or Tristan to be Phantom Scythe, but I think I'll be more mad if Herman is Phantom Scythe. I'll be sad, like I'll cry (laughs) if Tristan is Phantom Scythe because I genuinely believe in him and I think he's just a really good dude because like he was just trying to raise Lauren. Like he took in Lauren after his like half his family died. (laughs) So it's like he's a good person, but if he turns out to be phantom size oh no oh, oh no i mean i think we're gonna have to like reconcile ourselves to the fact that people we know and like are going to be phantom size because it's just inevitable here in Mara. here in yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't think that we knew yeah. i don't think darcy's phantom size though so i'm safe <laughs> yeah okay so um now when they <clears throat> after they discover this suddenly will i mean I, i'm uh, kieran and lauren appear in the doorway of the door seemingly quite deliberately um you know they go there so that they can be seen and kim asks how did you manage to find this out kieran we have a focus on kieran's face we have a fo- and then she says who are you and then they disappear so i'm like why did they well yeah what was the point well they needed they needed um kim and will to notice them again so they could follow them i think but like to find a way out maybe like I yeah don't know. but then i also wasn't... think <laughs> i also think the authors wanted a moment for kim to ask them who they were yeah for dramatic effect not so much mm-hmm. make sense for plot but made sense for the dramatics yeah <laughs> Honestly, we'll never know what they, if they wanted to, like, make them follow them again. We don't, won't know because of what happens next. Because we have a, and the light goes on. And when Mike and I were reading this yesterday, I shrieked so loud. My husband commented on that afterwards. <laughs> he noticed. Because I was like, oh, the light went on. And then we have a flash of Kim's face and Will's face and Lauren's face and Kieran's face. They're, like, looking at the source of light, like, oh, shizzle. 
and we hear a thunk and we hear someone else saying, finally, I could barely breathe in there. And it's three phantom sized people coming out of the giant lift elevator. And they're staring at them because the room is fully illuminated now. And you have Will and Kim and you have Lauren and Kieran in the back. I don't know how they got there. I guess that was, I guess they were by the door. That's the door, okay. And Kim says, shit. <laughs> and then the phantom sized people are like, sound the alarm. No one shoot in this room or we all blow up, which thank God they had enough training to remember that. Mm-hmm. And Kim and Will are like, take the stairs. And someone pulls the alarm bell. We have the red alarm bell beeping, beeping. Phantom Scythe members all over the factory are being alerted to this. Attention, everyone, code three. We see random people all over. Four intruders were seen in the basement. Beep, beep. The blonde guy who was knocked out. Wait, didn't he have a mustache before? Nah, this is a different guy. Um, blonde guy who was knocked out is um, awakening. And he says, find them and kill them. And we're in an eclipse. Loon and Soleil are running up the stairs, dashing for their lives. The end. <laughs> okay. Wow. We haven't seen much we'll discuss too. Going, going up the stairs, running beside Lauren and Karen. So, homie, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is no way they're not going to, like, be together now. I mean, they're going to have to fend off, find a way to, like, not die against all those people. And um, yeah, there's no way they're hiding their faces now. They're like an inch away from each other. Can I can imagine as far as like, this is, you know, how we try and predict what we think the following chapter is going to start. Like I can envision them running, maybe the mask sliding down or Kim just getting a really good look. And she's like, Lauren? And then she like, maybe Karen? And then they're kind of like the banter back and forth. He's like, you're loot. I know it. And they're just kind of like arguing back and forth as they're running for their lives. Like or, or- I, it's it's a very important moment, so I don't think it's going to be reduced to humor, but that would be funny, and I could see it. Alternately, Kim will be like, Lauren, and Lauren will be like, no, it is not I. And she'll be like, I recognize those golden pensive eyes anywhere. No. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, we can see why the next episode is going to be whoop, <laughs> on the chart. I can't wait. It's already Tuesday, so we've got six more days. It's fine. Um, oh talk God. about the cutscene. Oh, the buckets. Yes. Yeah. It's so glorious. Does anyone want to take it out? Take do that part. I'll do it. I can't really tell what's going on, but I'll try. <laughs> so, we see someone um, coming down the stairs, and they say, "All right, I'll go upstairs and get the generator." Jesus, stop yelling at me! And like him and parts. Will are panicking, <laughs> and then they notice the janitor stuff, and Kim and Will they turn over to it. And we see the guard come down and um, they say, ungrateful brats. And they go into, they open this one door and go into that room. And we see the janitor stuff right next to the door. And then we see him and Will pop out like with buckets under their head. They're, like they pop out and they have, because they have like buckets on their head. And Kim says, I don't know what I expected when I signed up for the police force, but it's definitely not this. Let's go. Uh, and then Kim says, I should wear, I should go to the office every day wearing a bucket. And Kim says, or sorry, Will says, no, you don't. <laughs> yep. Very cute. <laughs> I'll admit, I don't get a lot of the humor with the buckets, but maybe that's just me being thick-headed. 
Maybe they're just being like mm -hmm. funny about having to wear buckets. Mm -hmm. And now, and the author's note is, I am now obsessed with buckets. I want buckets in everything and everywhere. Make a whole webtoon with buckets. Bucket, 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 bucket. Am I okay? You ask. Ah. <laughs> At this point, I have that image of um, you know, when when so streams, she has sometimes this meme of like this that thing going ha 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 where she like wants to like point out how like she's gloriating and laughing at us so yeah <laughs> i think buckethead i think stormtrooper that's where my brain goes oh cool yeah i never watched star wars so i am missing that association <laughs> well y'all what do you think of this episode and next episode i feel like i didn't get enough uh, yeah, I think a it was a transition. Action. Yeah, yeah, I think this episode was definitely more of a transition into like the big stuff. And I commented on this episode, "What a lovely bonding night for Loon and Soleil. Nothing like a good <laughs> old thirty armed people currently trying to kill us to lie in the mood." <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness gracious! Exciting. Yeah. Bonding <laughs> night for bonding night for Eclipse. Let's go. <laughs> Exciting. Um, this is currently the last podcast I think I'm signed up for, so I don't know at what point in the future it I will be back. But it has been absolutely fantastic to go over this stuff with everybody, and it's just been really fun. I've enjoyed every part of it. So thank you, Mindy, for the opportunity. I'm sure I will be back at some point, but I'm currently not signed up. So oh, I'm gonna go miss you. So I'm not dying. So like. <laughs> yeah. mm. I need someone else to get frustrated at for something. You can't just be Mindy. You can't I, be the entire responsibility to Mindy. That's Mike. all I was for you. For, you just like to see me <laughs> enraged. You just like to get under my skin and see me rage or, or cry or or doubt my beloved Kieran. Like, you love doing that. Everyone no, should no doubt. doubt Kieran. <laughs> okay, wait. If you had to choose, who would you rather us doubt, Kieran or March? I mean, I already doubt March all the time, and I think that this fandom babies Kieran way too much. So I would rather you guys <laughs> doubt Kieran. Fine. March is already sus. It's just in general. Well, we shall find out. Kieran gets endlessly traumatized and beaten half to death, and Foot's like, "You baby him too much." <laughs> I'm just saying that is an adult man when I see it. <laughs> oh my goodness i think you're right he has to file his own taxes probably like that's adult stuff <laughs> um, i have i have less to say about that topic in my personal life <laughs> which i shall share after the podcast <laughs> funny well though thank you so much this was great and we'll see each other soon and we will find out what happens <laughs> i'm very excited for next week oh yep. yeah Beth is about to fly off the fan. If it isn't already. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they have been like an entire factory chasing after them. But then again. Full of nitroglycerin. The worst, yeah. Is this the worst thing that it's been through? No. Nah. They've been through way worse. And I'm trying to think of what was worse. But I really can't. But, you know, they've been, been through named. worse. It's been through all next week and we'll see what happens <laughs> okay see ya bye good night bye good night <laughs>
Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Alley Cat, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, and Laura. Your support is truly appreciated.